Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. Welcome to the Beer Show. It's Thursday night. This is Mike Fratelloni, Chris Reavers. Ryan from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits is here with me. Reavers, do you know what Reavers is doing? You know, I, I I wasn't sure about what Reavers is doing, but it's very rare. I don't. This might be like the second time he hasn't made the show. It's the second time, but he had something so important. His kindergartner is graduating from school. Wow! And I guess in the Reavers household, that's a pretty big deal. Well, right? that's, that's crazy because I remember when we first started this show. I mean, that, that feels like yesterday. And I, I, know. I know that you know uh, William at that point was a newborn. Yeah. And now here we are. You know, kindergarten graduation. He's so. changed a lot. Let's just talk about how Reavers has changed because now he never goes out. Yeah. He barely can drink. That's true. Right? But when we first met him years ago, kid was wild. He would rage, yeah. Yeah, he was wild. Well, Ryan, if everybody knows, because a lot of people have listened to this show, they know Manny's behind the board. He runs everything that's happening on the backside. Say hi, Manny. How are we doing, boys? Thank you. We're doing great. Really good. Ryan is from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You have two locations. Tell everybody where your locations are. We do. So we have our flagship store in South Minneapolis, and uh, that's on 42nd and Hiawatha. Uh, right on the intersection there. Very hard to miss. And then we have our Wiper Lake location that's been open for three years this month already. Wow, Can you believe that? That seems unbelievable, too. Yeah, I know. And, and that's at the corner of uh, 4th Street and Highway 61 in downtown Wiper Lake. So when you and I were in the green room, we were talking about restaurants struggling in this beer market, right? Yeah, we were. You know, it, it was really, I think, shocking to a lot of us beer fans out there that we we heard that the Money Pig was mm-hmm. closing this week. And that was announced kind of, you know, on very short notice. That yeah, like they announced night, and closed the next day, right? Yeah, I think their, yeah. la- their last night serving was, was a Tuesday? Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it came out of nowhere. And, you know, we've seen this a few times now. So it's kind of been interesting to see uh, some of this happening in the marketplace. Yeah, note to self, you know, if you're a business owner and people love your place, a lot of people love the Money Pig. It's been there for years. Mm-hmm. Announce that you're closing like two months early. And then you'll get a ton of business for the next two months. Right. That's kind of how Nice did it, right? Nice did it for like two years. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, then it's gonna, and then they're coming back. <laughs> well, you know, and that wasn't Nice's fault. You know, they just kept gotten getting pushed back from the city of what the redevelopment is still not redeveloped. But, but you know, you think you'd grab that last two months of, because, you know, I live like three blocks away from the Money Pig. Right. Well, I would have gone in there a couple of times in the last couple of months just to say, all right, I remember how many pints I had here and it's a good time to met so-and-so here. But I didn't get to do that because they announced it and they closed. Right. And, you know, it wouldn't just be a cash grab. It would, it's a chance for patrons to say goodbye. Absolutely. It's and a I big deal important. for a lot of people. You know, right. somebody might have met their spouse there. It's, it. you know, although sometimes financially it's the last day and congratulations someone comes and not that this happened there That's but true. they lock your door and you're done right then well there's a funny close. story about that that we'll have to ask our guests tonight later i'll just kind of bait that right now oh, nice. something similar uh, happened to them and they sort of got through that but you know the muddy pig uh they help pioneer this scene mm-hmm. you know like like a lot of bars in st paul and minneapolis have but they're one of those upper echelon craft beer bars that that did a good job, not just with the national and the local craft beers, but they always had amazing imports. I mean, their Belgian selections were out of this world. And 
I know that a lot of us in the industry, uh, whether that's brewery owners, liquor store owners, bar owners, uh, cut their teeth there mm-hmm. early on uh, with, with what they were doing. It was the only place you could get some of those beers. Absolutely. Right? So we just, you and I both heard a stat in the green room that we're just going to steal from somebody. But we heard that 20% of all beers poured in Minnesota on premise are poured at a tap room now. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're, you know, you're a restaurant and you're used to selling a lot of beer and all of a sudden 20% of your beer sales go to a tap room, that seems crazy to me. That's a lot of beer. I agree. You know, this was kind of shocking for me to hear because I'm I'm, I'm based on the off-sale side, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I go to bars occasionally, but I don't have the information that, that some of our beer reps do because they're visiting these restaurants all the time. But, yeah, apparently these tap rooms are still very popular, pulling a lot of that business away. And we were talking about how... When you're selling your beer direct to a customer from mm-hmm. a tap room, it's just it's 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 great for the breweries. The profitability has it's, to be it's, crazy. It's huge. Right. I mean, those margins are are massive, and they keep the prices in line with the rest of the market. But the rest of the market, you know, these bars and restaurants aren't paying their prices that sure. they're paying for their own beer. So yeah, they're creating a forty dollar keg and they're selling a hundred and twenty dollar keg to a restaurant. You know, three times price. Exactly. Yeah. That's, so that's they so they've leached away a lot of this demand in the marketplace, and it's hurting these bars and restaurants. Uh, it's really good for the tap rooms, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's kind of going to have to play out over time here. Uh, sure. I, I think it's fuel for the craft beer scene, no doubt, but it's not going to be necessarily a great thing for the the bar and restaurants. Well, you know, bar and restaurant tours are bright, so they're going to figure out the next thing, and they might start saying, "Hey, if you want beer, go someplace else." Now we're going to be the wine location, or mm-hmm. we're going to be the craft. Uh, you know, craft booze is growing big. And what nice thing about craft booze is you can pour a drink for 15 bucks and sell it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of $15 beer sold out there, but there has to be a lot of margin in a $15, you know, martini. Yeah. I assume you're absolutely right. I mean, we see the craft beer, the craft spirit scene growing mm-hmm. uh, every, every year, year over year, the numbers are incredible. Um, some of these tap rooms locally or cocktail rooms, I should say are doing some really good business too. So I think you're right. You know, like any good businessman, or woman, you have to kind of evolve and adapt to what the market is presenting to you. And uh, with these tap rooms, that's a, that's a pretty big force. There's a lot of them out there, and uh, it's going to take some adjusting. Well, you know, in the time period that we've been doing this show for about five years, you had one location that was fairly new, and then now you have your second location. And then um, this mega chain came into this market in your business. And I assume you had to say to yourself, huh, that's not, we don't really want them to come into this market, but you've seen nothing but success. We have, yes. And, you know, I, I, I can't speak for the rest of the market, especially, you know, the, the liquor stores that are going to be in what they call the blast radius of, mm-hmm. a, of a store like that coming in. Where it's into just the as convenient to go to the big box as it is to that little store. Right. It, it destroys that little store. Yeah, we've been lucky to be sort of insulated from mm-hmm. that in the, in, the, in the locations that we've had. And, you know, when we first came into the, into the, the Twin Cities market, uh, we were really naive. We didn't really know who they were or mm-hmm. what they were doing. And we sure. just, we just went about our business uh, and, and tried to do what we were best at. And that's, uh, you know, the service selection, the expertise, things that some of those big box stores aren't the greatest at, No, you know, shopability, those types of things. Those, sure. those are our forte. So uh, we've done well, despite that, like much like you did with the, you know, the hardware big box. My and- father, when Home Depot came into this market years ago, he said to me, I'm just going to take my keys and throw them in one of their doors. And that was the because we just heard horror stories of hardware stores just closing. And you're right. It's, if you're not in a convenient location away from the big box, it's tough. Right. But I always tell our customers that come in and they say, oh, I love hardware stores. I always say, you know, if you need to buy a new toilet, go to a big box. But if you want to fix a toilet, come on into a hardware store. If you want to uh, buy 80 cases of champagne for a graduation party, maybe run to the big box. But if you want to get a elegant beer, 
coming to Elevate. Well, and the, and the thing is, I think that even for those big box stores, they're feeling the pressure from online now too. Oh, right. Absolutely. So it's not it's not a cakewalk for them either anymore. Um, it's it's it, again, times are changing. Everybody feels it. Everybody right. feels it. Okay, Manny, I think we're going to run to a quick break here, and then we'll be back with a special guest from Elevated. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. It's Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. Welcome to back to the Beer Show. It's Mike Fratelloni. Chris Reavers is off today. His son graduated from 4th. Not fourth, kindergarten, right? He's only four, so you just graduate from kindergarten. So he'll be back next week. But I know one thing that we do really well on the Beer share, beer Show is give away things, and Manny's going to tell us about one of them. Yes, uh, good one, Frat. Uh, we have two different pairs. So, so four total tickets. Four, well, not four total. Well, yes, four total. In, okay. In four total, yes. yes. But um, uh, we're going to give away two different pairs to two different do different. I think we're you, the people who are listening, you can't see, but he did it like a plane thing, like separating out. He's using hand movements to separate out the twos. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Two, uh, a pair of VIP tickets to the 10th annual St. Paul Summer Beer Fest. That is uh, this Saturday, June 9th, at the State Fairgrounds. Uh, The VIP includes early access to the event, uh, which is from 1 to 5 p.m. The early access is 1 to 5 p.m. This outdoor craft beer festival will feature sampling from over 100 breweries in uh, a commemorative tasting glass, live music, tasty food, educational seminars, a silent auction benefiting the YMCA of St. Paul, and the fun atmosphere of, of course, the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. So, Frat, we'll do this. We'll take callers four and five. Very nice. To 651-646-8255. And I'll, I'll have a pair of tickets, a uh, pair of VIP tickets for both of those callers. Okay, so note to everyone who's listening, if you want to go to this beer fest, call us right now. Yes. Because we're not going to get 850 calls, but we're going to get enough of them, right? And it's this Saturday, it's so this it's Saturday. not like yeah, it's you, a thing that's a month ha- away. Yeah, and right? you have to be willing to go. Yeah. Don't just get the tickets and say, oh, I can't go. For, fact, you know, there's a yes. lot of beer fests right now, right? But, yes. But this one, this this has been around, it's a big I, one. Think, I think, maybe the longest and uh, is is done, I would say, the best out of any. It's the guys from Chop Liver. They don't mess around. And uh, to get a chance to go to this for free. Is Give me really your one year. minute how to do a beer festival, because I ask this every time, because every time they say there's over 100 craft breweries, I think, well, that's 500 different beers you could try. <laughs> well, You're never I, doing it. I think what it has to do with is like anything in, in this industry, especially, it's relationships, right? These mm-hmm. guys know the breweries. They know the people behind the breweries, and they get... Not just the brewery to come, but they bring some of the best beers from those breweries. Very special releases and, and things that you're not going to find. You'll at, hear words like Firkins. You might you might hear about some Firkins, right. some barrel aged beers. You know, some things that are just uh, one offs that one-offs. you're not going to find. And they're making else. it only for this, and and yeah. it, which is cool. I always just look at those beer fests and I think, well, there goes my liver because I am out of luck. Yeah, you got to be careful. You have to be careful, really even good. though you have a very small glass. You fill that thing up enough. Well, I've, I've seen what it can do. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you've experienced that. <laughs> Go there hour four and you'll, you'll oh, see too. Well, then we know. Well, you have some guests with you, Ryan, today. I do, yeah. So it's it's June, right? And we've got some some great promotions going on this month. Uh, we're going to start with uh, something that we're doing at the at the Minneapolis store right now for Pride Month. And we've got uh, Britt, our marketing director in studio with us to discuss that along with Eric Long from the Elevated Minneapolis shop. How are you, Hi, Britt? Guys. Good, how are you? Good. Good. 
Um, so if you follow our social media at all, you're going to know about these awesome T-shirts that we made um, to support Pride and AFSP, which is American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which Eric will talk here in a second more about. But these T-shirts are so cool. Half of the proceeds goes back to AFSP, um, the greater Minnesota chapter. Um, and they're they're rainbow. They're so cool. They're like this foil print. Mm-hmm. So when you move, they kind of like shivers. Really? Yeah, they're, they're really cool. They're I mean, really if you neat. get a chance, check out our Instagram yeah. or Facebook. They turned out amazing. Right. Are they shaped like? No, what are they shaped like? What, what it's is the elevated insane? logo. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? It's the elevated logo, but it has this foiled metallic sort of rainbow really? effect mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, and what I love really too cool. is sometimes when you get t-shirts from places they're like stiff kind of like cardboard mm-hmm. and you have, you're like okay i'm gonna have to wash this 10 times sure. before it's comfortable i picked one of these up and it was <laughs> i was like can we make a blanket out of this like oh. they're, they're so soft they're they're awesome so if you have a chance if you're by elevated stop in check it out um and support afsp and you know what we do at Fratelloni's is when we give t-shirts away, we buy like the world's cheapest t-shirts, like a dollar t-shirt, and then print our logo in black or white yeah. because we're giving them away. Right. When you guys do this at your place, your t-shirts are like American apparel t-shirts and they're $20 feel t-shirts, right? You guys, right. Well, they have to be wearable. I well, mean, because if you want people to advertise for you, they have to be able to, yes, to wear it, yes, right? I, so, I forgot that how that works. That's a big yes. piece of it. But <laughs> no one buys t-shirts yeah. from Fratelloni's. No one cares, right? But I Elevated, would. they have a vibe about it. You guys have a logo that's cool for First of all, it plays well. It and, does. You play know, well. We've we've kind of lucked out with that. But this particular shirt, limited time, mm-hmm. it's only twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. And as Britt mentioned, you know, about half of that goes back to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, who Eric, who's in studio mm-hmm. with us, is uh, a board member for for the Greater Minnesota chapter. Yes, and I'm here to uh, just talk. To, just to talk and so say. So, how did you get on the board there? How did what what uh, tie-in did you have to that group? Uh, my brother-in-law died from suicide. Okay, and so it was very important that I get involved um, uh, with with AFSP. It's the nation's largest nonprofit uh, for suicide prevention, and we uh, provide help through scientific-based research, advocacy, and education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, with the, the designer, uh, Kate Spade, dying right. this week, yep. and it's just, you always, um, every time I hear a sad story about suicide, and people say, oh, she seems so happy, or she was so funny, right. it just, it, it blows people's mind that people would take their own life. But it, I often say this, and I don't know if I'm right, but it seems like the saddest thing to die from, because it's just sadness the whole way until you die. It right? is, and the the survivors that are left behind, you know, Incredibly are... Sad. are left dealing with the question of why um mm-hmm. and it it is difficult for everyone who who's affected by suicide mm-hmm. Eric, you, you uh, mentioned in the green room that these numbers are rising too right the cdc just uh released a report that um suicides are up 30 percent uh in the past i want to say five five to ten years and it's 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 scary mm-hmm. um, because suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the united states really i did not know that i know that they have the the suicide bump, right? When a famous person kills themselves, mm-hmm. sadly, it it gives a bump. And I, I'm assuming the website of your organization has information that if someone's dealing with issues that um, make them feel precarious in many situations, they could reach out to the website, or how would they do that? Absolutely. Uh, you can visit AFSP.org, or if you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, you can call uh, 1-800-273-8255. It's the uh, crisis life lifeline okay and that's i think that lifeline is for the twin cities group right it's, it's for nationwide it is nationwide, nationwide okay because for vets and 
nationwide. All right. What a wonderful organization. The people who are working that phone, um, you know, what a powerful thing to have that phone ring and have to answer that call because that would be not easy to do on a day-to-day basis. Well, thank you for doing that. That yeah, sounds very you, sweet Eric. of you. And that's, uh, and Ryan, how do you like, how do you say to yourself as a business owner, well, this has to be paid for. Let's do this. How do we, how do we give our profits to this organization? Well, we, we knew we wanted to do something for pride. We'd been talking about it for a while and you know, it, this just seemed like a natural sort of, uh, I guess, combination for us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and especially working with Eric, you know, Eric's at the shop, he's advocating for uh, what he does, he's not just for elevated, but sure. just for, you know, AFSP and, you know, he's a, he's a face of the, the Minneapolis store. So we wanted to do something to, to honor him and his work. And with this shirt sale, again, half of the proceeds go back to AFSP. So that's $10 out of every shirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a, this is a, a, a nice fundraising uh, opportunity for AFSP and it's a great way to create some awareness at the same time. So it just worked out for us. It's nice being a business owner, like we both are, where you can do things like this that make a difference because um, just selling beer is fun. But when you sit down when you're old, you're going to look back and say, oh, look what I did for animals and look what right. I did for people and look what I did for my community and my team. And that feels way more pride. I always say if if all this life is just me selling a lot of hammers. Ugh. That's pretty meaningless. Yeah, it's right? pretty yeah. meaningless. Yeah. It's got to be more. That's why we do a lot of stuff to it, Fred Alonis, too. Uh, you have another guest. We uh, do. Uh, this one is beer-related, which is super exciting. Right. So every week, if you know if this is your first time listening, uh, Elevated and myself or Tom usually brings on a different guest from the beer industry. This evening, we have Scott Ketcher from Founders in studio with us because Founders is our Beer of the Month feature for the entire month of June. This was a really popular Beer of the Month feature we did last year, so we're bringing it back again. We've got Founders... 15 pack cans for just $14.99. Now that's all the mainline stuff. So that's your Centennial, your all day and your PC pills, all $14.99. Mm-hmm. That's a dollar a can. That's crazy. Even less than a dollar a can actually. It's less. One penny less. <laughs> that's good math. But yeah, we've like also got, fly. we've also got their new beer, solid gold, newer beer, I should say. And that is only $12.99 for a 15 pack of cans. So, Again, Scott's in studio with us tonight. Hello, Scott. Hello, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Scott, so when you make a beer like Solid Gold, are you going directly after the Budweiser drinker and saying, hey, watch, we're going to make a beer that tastes better than Bud. I know it might be a totally different beer, but it's going to be priced right in that realm, but it's, it's going to be made with the best of it's best. It's almost better. Yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding. Okay. I mean, when you talk about 15 cans of beer for, for twelve ninety nine mm-hmm. right now, only at Elevated, as far as I know, um, that's that's better than what you're going to get for some of those, you know, macro premium brew. premium macro light lagers. Yeah. And is, is that what you guys thought of when you brewed this beer? Well, uh, you know, before I answer, I want to be super clear. If I was the one making this beer, I wouldn't have a job. Nobody at Founders would have a job because it would taste like garbage. Okay. I do not make it. Uh, we got guys that are really, really, really good you at what sell they it, do. Though. Yes, and without yes. you, I do know how to. They do have that. no job. I think they'd still be okay. Okay. Without me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of more hanging on them. Um, but yeah, so. You kind of both touched on it. We we are kind of going after a different beer drinker, and eighty five percent of the beer that's drank in the country is not craft beer. Mm-hmm. You know, craft in the craft world, we just kind of keep selling the same beers to the same people over and over and over sure. again inside this little bubble. And our owners were like, "Well, hey, twenty feet down the aisle is eighty five percent of the beer that gets purchased in mm-hmm. the world. Let's go get some of those people." Yeah, and you were so worried about them taking your craft, but yeah. no one ever said, "Well, let's take their eighty five percent." Yeah, Why don't we go after them? Some people have kind of dipped their toe out there, but we really went after it. And our, our guys, you know, we wanted to have been working on this for a while. And, and you know, they took some time and developed this beer, Solid Gold. And, uh, you know, our owner, Mike, says it all the time. He's like, we really feel like we built a better mousetrap. You mm-hmm. know, all, a lot of people are coming out with golden lagers. You know, these 85% of beers are sure. golden lagers that people have been drinking for years and years and years. But we feel like we really did it better. And uh, 
Um, we've got it priced where it needs to be priced and right. we've got it uh, placed where it needs to be placed and we've got marketing behind it. And, and we really feel like this thing, it's not going to happen overnight, but we really feel like we can go and get a, get a chunk of those drinkers out there. And from what I understand, it's not an easy beer to make. With the, the fine people at Budweiser, it is very hard to make Budweiser the same taste every day, day in and day out. I assume that's the same with your solid gold. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, tons of respect for, for the guys that, that work at Bud and Miller mm. and Coors and Yingling and, and these breweries that have been making, making lagers at a super high level for a really, really long time. That is a hard thing to do. Yeah, they get knocked a lot, but they're, they're they doing do. some incredible Their quality things. control yeah, you know, I think unparalleled. You know, right. if any, maybe there are some marketing mistakes and some missteps along the way over the years that maybe is why some people, uh, you know, give them a hard time. But as far as the liquid goes, to make something that consistently at the volume that they make mm. it is, is really impressive. Um, but yes, we feel really, really good about what we've done. Um, you know, they messed around and, and tried some different variations of this. And when they landed on the one that they really liked, um, we've had that same luck really being consistent. But we've got 20 years of practice making consistent beers. Like we uh, we're, we're super uh, crazy about our quality control. And, and, you know, our lab is one of the best in the country. And we, we want to make sure that we're putting out the same liquid every time. Tell us where you are, when you started, right? Because not everybody knows everything about founders. Give us a little bit of that backdrop because 20 years, you are an OG in the beer business. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're kind of in that perfect time where, uh, you know, we're not one of the new guys. We're not quite as old as some of the guys like your uh, your anchors and Sierras and, and bells, but we, uh, you know, 20 years, we started in 97. So this is our 21st year, uh, out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, that's the only place that we make beer is Grand Rapids. Uh, you know what? I can't say that we, st- we opened a tap room recently in Detroit and they, they make their own okay. beer for that place. But as far as beer that's going out to the world, it all gets made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And how many states are you in? Are you We're in 46 states Whoa, and 22 okay. countries? Wow. Um, we're we're getting ready to to launch a state in the next couple of months that'll get us to forty seven and the other three we're not in a big a huge rush for Utah you. Alaska and Hawaii good luck that's You're a great wait a guess bit. it's Utah Hawaii and uh, Wyoming in Wyoming yeah okay. we're like, just, we'll get there we'll, but we'll get not, there once uh, Utah breaks some rules about drinking we'll get over there otherwise we're yeah. just gonna wait I don't know if, even if they can drink in Utah well, they must be able to sneak at some they often. absolutely can I know that for a fact um, one thing I wonder is Minnesota is it, it seems like this Ryan every time we bring in a national brewer mm-hmm. Minnesota's in their like top handful of markets same with founders right yeah oh absolutely uh yeah the great plains area in general but specifically minnesota we've been here in this state for nine of those 20 years and it's grown to a a really great market um yeah it's been super strong for us Uh, our our biggest wholesaler here in minnesota is in our top 20 in the entire country and we have hundreds and hundreds of wholesalers isn't that cool that's incredible scott can you can you talk a little bit about these 15 pack cans and kind of how that's sort of changed the game a little bit, you know, in the craft beer industry, you're, you're seeing a lot of copycats now, a lot of, yeah. a lot of breweries going into these, these 15 packs. And, and why do you, why do you think it is that that works so well? It, it was just, again, we're, we're just, we're benefiting from great timing and great minds. We had um, a beer called all day IPA that our, our brewmaster who actually has been on this show before he developed it um, because selfishly he wanted a beer that he could drink a whole bunch of, but mm-hmm. he likes IPAs. So a sessionable so, IPA. Absolutely. So he made a low alcohol IPA really just for himself. And uh, it turns out that everybody else in the world wanted that beer too. So we released all day IPA, huge hit uh, bottles and drafts. So we decided let's, it was our f- the first time doing a can. We mm-hmm. put it in a 12 pack can. It was a massive hit. We couldn't keep up. Oh wow! Um, and then one day, one of our, the smartest guys that works in our building, his name's Bob Kaiser. He's just, he's an incredible dude. 
uh, he, I don't know what he was referencing. He was referencing the old Stroh's package or what it was, but he said, why don't we just put it in a 15 pack? That didn't really exist outside of a couple of uh, guys like Stroh's. Um, and he did. And it, I mean, it changed the face of our brewery. We were a brewery that was known for making great beer. Everything sold really well. Dirty mm-hmm. Bastard sells great. Centennial sells great. Porter sells great. Everything goes evenly. All day came into the picture and just, it shot us into the stratosphere. And it, I mean, it's over 50% of what we do now. Wow. And it's, I mean, that there's a reason why we're the eighth largest craft brewery in the country. And it's, it's due in large part to all day. Wow. That's right. And you sell those 15 packs, obviously all day, every day. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're, they're on fire even at their our regular price at 1599, but this 1499 deal, it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's hard to keep them in stock. It really is. Especially as we get into summer, right? Sure. I mean, those cans play year round, but uh, you want you, something with flavor, but you don't want to be getting hammered every two beers, right? right? That's and, and kind of a that's, nice feature. That's a, it's a really good point. And, and all of these beers that they have in these packages are, are something that you could drink a few of, right? Mm-hmm. Without, without overdoing it. Uh, you can take them, to the park you can take them take on the boat you know you can take them to the boundary waters wherever because they're cans they're not yeah. glass and it's it's a really convenient package um i feel like when when all day you know really kind of hit the scene a lot of breweries kind of jumped on the session bandwagon too and it's really all day's the only session ipa that i know of that really has legs after all of that hype um are, are you guys seeing all day still grow as a result of uh just the sessionability of that beer oh absolutely i mean the growth on that brand is amazing to us like we we just keep thinking, all right, this is it. We can't possibly we can't make sell more, anymore. Yeah, and just, it and just, just keeps going. growing and keeps growing. And there's still so much white space out there for us. I mean, we really only have, I mean, I, I can't speak to nationally, but I mean, half of the stores in the country, half of the bars in the country don't know anything about all day IPA. So we still have all these places that aren't selling it yet. And we're, it's still the number two selling IPA in the entire country. Wow. And we still have all these places that don't sell it yet. So the, it's just, it, we've really owned both that category, the session session ale category and the fifteen pack category since jump. And I think it's because we were, you know, among the first and definitely the, the the one that made the most impact the quickest. And we really just own both of those. This is so cool. Scott, can you stick around for another segment? We gotta take a quick break. Is that all right, Manny? Let's do it. We'll be back sure. and we'll be back with Scott from Founders and Ryan and everybody from Elevated. How to like beer. You're tuned in to the beer show. Taste your beer. Letting it wash over each section of your tongue. On 1500 ESPN. Hello. Okay, so we're continuing here with Ryan from Elevated. It's the beer show. If you just tuned in, it's the beer show on 1500 ESPN. We have Ryan from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. A bunch of his teammates are here, too. And Scott from Founders. And I know we talked a lot about their big brands because they're a big company. Yeah, they're a The number two brand, selling though, IPA. Yeah. I, I had no idea they were in the, the num- number two selling. Are they the number one in anything? Do you have any idea? They're the number one in our store. Okay. You know? Well, maybe we can <laughs> ask Scott, what are you number one in? If you're number two in IPAs, you're probably number one in something. Uh, yeah, we're number one in a, in a few things. The main thing that we take a lot of pride in because it really it creates opportunities for us and sets us apart is that we're we're the biggest bourbon barrel-aged uh, program in the country. We, we age a lot of stuff in bourbon barrels and sell a lot of beer uh, aged in bourbon barrels. So and when you say a lot, you have like a 12-barrel system and you have 15 barrels that are sitting there one year or, or how many thousands of barrels do you? We basically had to build a second brewery to make the beer to put in the bourbon barrels. Um, we have uh, down the street from our brewery is a, an old abandoned gypsum mine um, and it's 100 feet underground. It's 52 degrees uh, all day, every day, 365 mm-hmm. days a year. It's a perfect place to age beer. 
uh, and it's six miles long, and we we filled it with with bourbon barrels. So the question is, how many miles of barrels do you have? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say it's like six. how many uh, small rooms do you have? It's how many miles of barrels? That have you ever toured that? I mean, I I, don't I have know. been very fortunate. Yes, they okay. don't let people down there very often. But when I first started, uh, when I started, I, I was the number twelve salesperson on the staff. We now have over two hundred salespeople wow. on staff, and that's I just had my five year anniversary a couple of uh, weeks ago. Um, but when I, no, that's amazing. Yeah, no, I, they, I still have a job. Yeah, uh, yeah they uh, they let me down there. You know, they took a group of us down there, mm-hmm. uh, which again is super rare, and I, I got to see it. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, and our guys, uh, you know, all the bourbon barrels that are there. If you are just a person in there, you have no idea what's in them because our guys are super secretive, uh, and everything is coded. So they'll take, uh, you know, let's say it's one year's batch of KBS, which mm-hmm. is one of our bourbon barrel aged beers. Um, they'll, uh, those barrels will be labeled with a picture of David Lee Roth and somebody, <laughs> somebody there, knows there's two guys in the world that know, and they both know, Oh, David Lee Roth, that's 2017 KBS. Really? Uh, another picture will be, um, Wilt Chamberlain or, you know, something along. Sure. It's usually, actually, it's usually a rock and roll guy or some kind of uh, pop cultural reference, but, uh, yeah, that's how they code them is with just a picture of, Somebody and only two guys on planet Earth know what that means. And so one of those guys is Jeremy Kosmicki, your head brewer, correct? I think he still is one of those two guys. Yeah. And so he he's been on the show with us before. Has, Amazing yeah. guy and and makes some incredible beer. But then you've got the other guy who is is he the the barrel room director or that he's actually moved into a, a different role now. Um, his name is Jason Haystack and he was our barrel guy for a lot of years and he really built that barrel aging program into what it is. Uh, and he yeah he was the guy that kind of started that. Uh, he probably coding. wanted to see the sun. He was getting tired of being six miles deep in a tunnel. <laughs> he spent a lot of time down <laughs> yeah. there sticking turkey basters. Yeah, like I want to get out of here. Some so um you know KBS is. Ryan, this is KBS. When that comes out, that's a big event for you. That's one of those big three for okay. us for the year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's KBS, it's Bourbon County, and it's Darkness. And, okay. and KBS kind of has its place in the springtime, late winter. And, you know, I think it pound for pound is 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 one of the best, if not the best, barrel-aged beer available. So do you, was, have, this is, you have the lineup, right? You have people lining up to get oh KBS. Oh, yeah, this is, this is a lineup beer. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, we get we get lines at both stores at Minneapolis it, it may go nearly around the building wow. that's, that's how excited people get about it but what was really cool about this year's KBS is that there was more available so mm-hmm. uh, you know you, in the past maybe you get one or two bottles of these and, and this year you were able to probably get a full four pack if not two four packs oh so, really okay. yeah so it's nice because you then you can drink it right away you don't feel like you have mm-hmm. to hoard it you know you can enjoy this beer instantly yeah I think, I think I have some thing. KBS at home and I just it sits in my refrigerator because I don't necessarily want to drink it right I don't know anybody important enough to drink it with me and what is the what is the perfect occasion right yeah I don't know yeah. bar mitzvahs probably yeah, that sounds about right. You're turning 12. Yeah. Let's have a beer. Let's have a beer. <laughs> let's have, let's have Scott, a really good. Let's have a 12 percenter. Yes. <laughs> Scott, you made the KBS package, right? Your face I, is I was on, on there, it two yeah. years in a row. Yeah, only probably because there was leftovers from the previous year. But yeah, my <laughs> face is actually uh, very small. But yeah, I was on the package for really? a couple of years. Yeah. That's well, kind we of used a claim to, to fame. Our package used to be pictures of employees and people okay. that hung around our tap room. And um, yeah, I ended up on there one day. You know what he did then, Britt? It was like he walked up to chicks like you at the, you know, at the bar and said, Hey, look at my face is on the beer. <laughs> Guaranteed. I would have done it. it, it I would have done it. That would, would that work for me? I don't, I don't know. Hold on. Maybe. You say it again. <laughs> when now your microphone's on. You don't know. You don't know if that would have worked. I'm not sure. I think it would have. Scott's a handsome guy. It I didn't. Done it. I'll just go it on. Uh, yeah, it <laughs> didn't work. 
You yeah. have to use everything in your arsenal. Maybe that's why there was so much more KBS this year. Because Scott okay. was like, you know, we really got to get my, my mug out my there. Update, you know? yes. <laughs> Let's produce some more. I want to get my face out on the packaging. Success so, of the brand. You, talk about the tasting of KBS. Because if people haven't had it, because it was a very, very hard thing to get. This is one of the beers that you find online for a crazy amount. Right. And if you're buying it cheap online, all you're getting is the empty bottle. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and people do that. That's the truth. Yeah. And I, in fact, I think we're going to have a little bit of KBS still available for this tasting at, at the Minneapolis. Really? store this weekend um so so look out for that and you know tastings in general uh we do them with every guest no exception this week we'll have the uh, minneapolis tasting friday five to seven mm-hmm. and then we're going to do white beer three to five sort of the standard schedule that we do for the beer show feature um amazing beers all around and again you know you can you can sample these beers for free you can kind of pick the brain of who's going to be pouring them for founders and, and learn more about that that brand and that brewery because uh i mean they really are top tier and it's it's so cool to see a volume brand that can still make these incredible barrel aged beers and, mm. and and have fun with uh just sort of the 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 beer for the craft beer heads sure. right uh not just the you know the the stuff that that people are grabbing in, in mass quantities so other beers like that coming? I mean, is there anything to look forward to this year, or can you talk about anything that we could, we can see from founders in the the rest of 2018? Yeah, well, we just did a beer called Dankwood, which was a bourbon barrel aged um, Imperial Red IPA. Uh, we kind of our guys get bored with just putting Imperial stouts in barrels all the time, and like you can do that, and they mm-hmm. can be incredible. But there's a lot of those, and so our guys like to experiment. Last year, we put a, an Imperial malt liquor into a bourbon barrel and just tried to, just to see. Imperial that would be malt like, so that, that sounds, kind of that sounds inc- terrible. Incongruent thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I no, loved that beer. I loved that beer. I mean, oh. it was just, a, you see malt liquor, and, and we, we can kind of avoid the name for right now, uh, but because it's an acronym that, yeah, that yeah, we probably it's, shouldn't. It's not good for radio. Sure. But DKML is the... DKML was the was the beer, yeah, the and, and the liquid was incredible. And, you know, again, it's just, it's it's kind of a, we like to have fun. If you're not having fun with it, then what are you doing? We sure. can, you can put a, a, an Imperial Stout in a bourbon barrel, and people are going to love it. But if you're not having fun, then it, it gets uh, it gets tedious. But our our next uh, barrel age release is actually a um, a rum barrel. We've never done a rum barrel aged beer uh, before, and it is a mosaic hop uh, pale ale um, in a rum in barrel. A rum barrel. barrel. Yeah, wow. yeah. So the guys are saying I haven't tasted it, but the guys are saying basically that it's um, you know with those those nice uh, citrusy mosaic hops and the sugary sweetness of the rum barrel, kind of like a, a fruity drink you would have on the beach with a little tiny umbrella in it. And what is that called? Uh, it's going to be called Barrel Runner. Barrel Runner. And when will we see that beer? Oh, gosh. Um, I started talking about it before. I knew. <laughs> and is I your think, face going to be on it? Yes. My, no. Yes. But no, my face is not going to make it. I think they learned their lesson on that. I don't I don't foresee being on any more packages. It's coming out sometime this year is what you think. In the next, yeah, it'll be in the next month or okay. six weeks or so. But, you know, all of this beer that we're talking about almost didn't happen, Ryan, because you know the story, right? You told me the story. Yeah, we were talking past. about this in the, in the first segment while we were alluding to it. So, Scott, you know, it, in 1997, you guys opened, but in 1999, something happened. Uh, yeah, it was somewhere around there. I don't know the exact timeline. June 3rd. Yeah, <laughs> We basically, you know, we were a, a, a brewery in Grand Rapids, Michigan that was making pretty good beers, and, mm-hmm. you know, but nothing earth shattering. We had an amber ale, we had a Hefeweizen, we had a pale ale, um, but beers that, you know, we thought people would enjoy, but we weren't setting the world on fire and we weren't making any money. And one day the bank got sick of us not making money and they came and put a big chain on our front door and locked it and said, you guys don't make beer anymore. Wow. So one of our owners, Dave. Uh, it was a tenacious dude. He went to the liquor or to the hardware store and he bought a bolt cutter, um, and he cut the door open. And they went inside. Dave and Mike, just the, the only two guys involved in the company at that point. Um, but once they got inside, they realized, well, now what? We're now in what? here. We got to figure out something. So they decided 
rather than making beers that they thought people would want to drink, your Ambers, your Hefe's, your Pale Ales, let's make beers that we want to drink. If we're going to go down, we might as well go down go making down with, stuff we yeah, want to drink. At least we can steal some of our own beer and keep it at our house yeah, for a while. Yeah, right, right. Let's make enough. <laughs> uh, and then, just like it happened with Day, we made something for us, and it just turned out that everybody else wanted it too. And we started making big, bold, aggressive beers like Dirty Bastard, Scotch Ale, Curmudgeon, Old Ale. Um, Breakfast Out came down the line a little ways. And those we became known uh, as a brewery that makes really big, aggressive, bold, flavorful beers. Um, and that really carried us for most of 20 years, and then all day came around. And well, that is super, super cool. It sounds like a dream, right? You know, mm-hmm. the bank's closing you up, and you have one more chance, and you hit a home run. In fact, you hit like 50 home runs. We had a bunch. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Um, if people want to learn more about Founders, how do they do it? Foundersbrewing.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Scott, thanks so much for coming on. We got to take another quick break. We'll be right back. This is the beer show. Drink some beer on 1500 ESPN. I can get you buzzed. I can get you smiling. You're tuned in to the beer show. Yeah, I can fix them. On 1500 ESPN. Welcome back to the beer show. It's Mike Fratelloni. We have Ryan from Elevated Beer, Ryan and Spirits. I didn't even care about the music. I wanted to get right to the talking. We have Scott from Founders, and we have Eric and Britt from Elevated 2. And I know we have, we're keeping Founders over just a little longer because it's such a major brewery to have. And we have just a few more minutes. And I know you wanted to talk to them about some other beers because we didn't get to half of their ear. No, you know, there was this one that we missed, and uh, we should talk about it because it's been a couple years since it's been available. Scott, Double Trouble is back, right? Double Trouble's coming back. Yeah, we took a couple years off. Um, and so as kind of a treat, we're bringing back the, uh, the old Imperial IPA, um, that uh, people love it. Um, but we just, we needed to step back and focus on some other things as we grew, you know, our growth has been so crazy. So yeah, bringing it back for just a, a quick run. It's coming in and coming out here in the next couple of weeks and uh, grab it if you can. It's a absolutely delicious Imperial IPA. That's not going to be at your tasting tomorrow or, or Saturday, correct? It, it, it might make an appearance. I believe that we have it right now. You so yeah, okay. yeah, I think it's, I think it's at least in the Minneapolis shop. Is that right, Eric? I do believe so. Oh, yeah, hold on. Okay. we got to keep turning you on. Say it one more time. I do believe so, yes. Oh, well done. <laughs> so th- it's one of those beers that you got to be careful with, right? So, okay. I mean, sampling, you know, it's, it's a one-ounce pour, so it's not going to matter. But be careful with Double Trouble when you when you bring a four-pack home because it's it's one of those sneaky beers, we like to call them. I love it. Know? And when you bring a four-pack home, right? Yeah, you, exactly. You know, let's see. That's why we miss Reavers on this show because he'd say, I can do a four-pack. <laughs> I know, Reavers would do two four-packs. Yeah, and then lay down on his couch till yeah. the, the very next day. Well, that's very cool. As we were talking, um, Britt said, Oh, we sold out of the T-shirts that we talked about in the first segment. What are we out of the T-shirts? We were okay until about an hour ago. All we right. went and picked up more, so they're going to be back in the store tomorrow. So, so explain no the T-shirt again, because if people are just getting in again, this is an elevated uh, BWS limited edition AFSP uh, Pride T-shirt. You know, half the proceeds going back to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and um, they're just. They're really cool looking on top of all that great other good stuff. So a $20 t-shirt you can wear anywhere and mm-hmm. about 10 bucks of it goes right back to the charity. That's right, yeah. A best looking shirt we've had in the shop without a doubt. So again, it won't be here long. They will be around for the month of June, so you have some time, but pick up your pride shirt while you can. And if you want to see what they look like before you uh, come in to grab your beer and your t-shirt, they are on our Instagram story and our page right now. 
Isn't that cool how Instagram, like people could log on to Instagram and see those shirts right now. I'm learning about Instagram every week from Brit. I had, I had no idea it's how way cool better it was. Than Facebook. I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm completely done with Facebook now. Yeah, I, I, you too. Yeah. But then what, you know what annoys you? Then you find out that Facebook owns Instagram anyway, so it's going to be trash someday too. It's not, for me, it's not philosophical. It's just like a matter of just useful. Right? Yeah, it's so, just not useful. Yeah. And do, uh, well, who knows? I'm sure you advertise on Instagram too. Snapchat advertising? I, I, think, little messages I think we're doing more of that time. now, yeah. yeah that, is that all Brit? Is Brit doing that? I, That's yeah, her. we're leaving it to Brit. She's, she's got it all on lock. Yes, you gotta. You can't nod on the radio. You gotta say the whole thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was well this done. This is my. This is my um, radio talk head nod. Yes. That, yes. yes. Okay. Good. Because not everybody can see the nod, right? <laughs> we all felt it, but we can't see it. Hey, Ryan. Uh, thank you. Do you want to say uh, introduce your staff one more time and thank them for coming on? Absolutely. I'd, I'd love to thank Britt and Eric for joining us. It, uh, it's an incredible cause, and I and I hope that uh, not just our patrons, but but others that would like to support AFSP will come by and buy one of these limited edition shirts to support. Uh, that foundation and thank you scott for joining us always a pleasure to have you tastings again uh this friday in minneapolis five to seven with founders and on saturday from three to five and i should say a little thank you to chris reavers because he does this job so easily and he doesn't look like he's trying and it's not nearly as easy as i know i think i've been sweating this whole time yeah he barely looks like he tries in fact i would go ahead and dare say he doesn't even try you guys did well though thank you so much hey manny thank you so much thank you chris reavers for normally doing this thank you ryan for being on the show every time thank you for bringing all your great guests scott from founders Britton, eric thank you guys for all being here this is the beer show on 1500 espn thank you we'll see you next thursday at 6 p.m on november 13th it's the dawning of a new era when the NFL debuts in Germany, live on NFL Network. Brady and the Bucks. Touchdown, Tampa Bay! DK and the Seahawks. Puts the ball up, making a catch! Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football, live from Munich. Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network.